God bless you and keep you. Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. Glory to God. It's so good to be before you one more time where God is just blessing and keeping us in perfect peace as we keep our minds stayed on him. He is worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be lifted up. And we just want to start off in prayer. Father, we ask forgiveness of sin. We come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace to help in a time of need. And Father God, so we just ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we know we have an advocate with the Father. But Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I'm asking you right now, touch those that are um, in the name of Jesus um, struggling right now, struggling with their faith, struggling with an addiction. Struggling with um love, struggling with unforgiveness, struggling with holding a grudge. Touch them and bless them right now in Jesus' name. Help them in the bosha. Help them forgive, just like you forgave us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. God bless you right now. Um we've been um in the book of Colossians for the last couple of days. Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 2, and we're getting ready to get in today to Colossians chapter 3, just to dive into the word of the Lord just a little bit and just give you a little word of encouragement and peace in this hour of war, this hour of division, it's an hour of racism, it's an hour of schism and division, and it's an hour of tradition and religion and legalism, it's an hour of false prophecy, it's an hour in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That the Lord told us about an hour of um, disasters, an hour in the name of But Lord God, we ask that we be able to keep the faith through the midst of whatever we go through. And that we would even now, Father God, as some are attacking our faith. But let us contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. God bless you. Listen, Colossians chapter 3 and around verse number 1. Let me read some some for you real quick. And now I want to see if you can relate to this. It says, if you then were raised with Christ, meaning that when the previous chapters we talked about how when you was baptized, you were baptized with Christ and that you were rose from that liquid grave with Christ and that you were going to ascend one day to heaven with Christ. That's what a lot of the symbolism of the baptism is about when you're baptized in Jesus name in water. And when they dip you in that liquid grave in that water, it was just like Christ was buried. And when you're raised from the liquid grave, hallelujah, of that water, it was just like Christ being raised from the grave. Symbolic now that Christ, after he was raised from the grave, he ascended to heaven. And you too one day will ascend into heaven. And it don't matter who don't believe it. The question is, do you believe it? <laughs> because if in this life only we have faith in Christ Jesus, then we're all men most miserable. If this is all we got here on this earth, then we we'll, we were some miserable souls. Hallelujah. God didn't save you for earth. He saved you for you can ascend into heaven. Hallelujah. He says, if you then be risen with Christ, if you then be raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Listen, this is chapter three now. He's setting, letting you know what you ought to be seeking. He said, if, you, if you're risen with Christ, you need to seek those things which are above where Christ is. 
sitting at the right hand of God. That's what Christ is. He's sitting at the right hand of God right now. And you need to seek those things which are above. Set your minds on things above and not things on the earth. I'm getting ready to show you right now how not to be depressed. I'm getting ready to show you right now how not to live another depressed day in your life. I'm getting ready to show you right now if in the name of Jesus that if you are a Christian and if you are saved right now and if you are a ton talking Christian and yet for the last five, six years, you've been nothing but depressed and defeated. I'm getting ready to show you why. I'm getting ready to show you why in the name of Jesus, why you got preachers that are depressed. I'm getting ready to show you right now why you got pastors and bishops and deacons that are depressed. I'm getting ready to show you right now why you got um, people who are making a lot of money still depressed. I'm getting ready to show you right now who, who people who in the name of Jesus, uh, co-workers. I'm getting ready to show you right now in the name of Jesus who are doctors, uh, plant workers, uh, uh, McDonald's workers, uh, bombs on the street. Who are, I'm getting ready to show you right now the reason why and the root cause of the depression. It is because they have set their minds on things on the earth and for the set of things above. They have set their minds. And because and listen, whoever has your mind has you. Your mind controls everything about you right now. Your mind is what's telling you to talk. Your mind tells you to walk. Your mind tells you to laugh. Your mind tells you to do all these things. Your mind is controlled. Your fingers can't move without your mind telling it to do that first. Listen, so whoever has your mind has you. And if things on this earth have your mind, then you will be a miserable soul because things on this earth are shaky. Can you imagine? That's why that's why that, that's why if a man has your mind, then that man can be standing in California. And you can be staying way in Massachusetts somewhere. And yet, if that man has your mind, then he can control you away from California. He can he control your uh, thoughts. He can control your prayer life. He can control your praise life. He can control your love life. You won't even date nobody else because of that man, that ex, or whatever it is, got your mind. Hallelujah. So now, when you start focusing on things on this earth, you'll start getting depressed. You'll start getting angry. I had to stop myself. I've been listening to, I'm not going to say what the radio station is, but I've been listening to a lot of um, newscasts. And they've been talking about all the racism and the vision and, and the politics. And, and, I, and I found myself listening to that stuff every day. Every day I was listening to it. And I started finding myself getting angry and angrier. So I find myself getting more mad and all this stuff. I said, wait a minute. This stuff is controlling my mind. I'm setting my affections on things on the earth and not things above. And when you set your affections on things on the earth and not things above, that stuff can start controlling your mind. All of a sudden, what the earth and what the world is telling you to think, that's what you think. What the world is telling you that that, that, that is successful, that's what you reach for. What the world is telling you what counts as a great relationship that's what you're trying to do now could because you have set your affections on things on the earth and not things above listen in the name of jesus christ he says set your minds on things above and not on things on the earth because things on the earth will disappoint you but god never fails watch this for you are dead for you died 
wait a minute. Uh, what do you mean you died? Uh, are we still living right now? What are you talking about? When you was baptized, your fleshly desires, excuse me, when you were baptized, your earthly desires, excuse me, when you were baptized, your way of thinking was supposed to have died when you were baptized. Your way of thinking. Because when you were, before you got baptized, you thought earth first. You thought me first. You thought in the booth, the pleasures of the flesh first. You wasn't thinking about God first. But now that you've been baptized, your mind has to go through a transformation. Your mind has to go through a metamorphosis. The way you're not thinking about things on this earth. You're not putting the earth first. You're not putting the things of this world first. You start putting God first. He says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. You yourself died. You, your sinful life, it died. Ah, but Oh, the devil's a lie. Don't call me right now. I'm preaching the word of God. You die. Your earthly flesh. Your way of thinking. Look at the same devil. Yeah, listen. Your earthly way of thinking died. Habu shikelabaha. Your flesh died. Your fleshly desires. And listen, it has to die daily. It's fighting, but it died. It wants to still control you, but it died. Your mind wants to wander off and start thinking about things on the earth, but it died. It is a constant battle. Often, but it's dead. It's died. It's and so he says, now your life is here with Christ and God. Mean that there, that that means that your life now belongs to God. That means that your life has been swallowed up in grace and mercy. That means that that sinful nature. That means that the things that you've done before, the way of your your way of thinking before, has died and has been hid with Christ in God. Can I tell you something that's very interesting that you may not believe, and you probably never heard before? The more you get to the light, the more your flesh starts to erupt. The more you get to the light, the more your flesh starts to um, lust and have passions. There's a reason for that, and that's because that's the battle that's taking place. The flesh still wants to control, but the flesh is dead, it's died. Listen, that sinful past you had, that all your sin nature is, is hidden, is gone, it's been nailed to the cross. Can I go move? Let me move on. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. When the Lord Jesus Christ will appear, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. Now, let me show you something right now. This is what I'm talking about. He instructs them in verse 1. He says, If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, which Christ is sitting on the right hand of God. He says, Set your mind on things above, not things on the earth. Now, your mind controls your actions. 
Your mind tells you what to do. Now, if your mind is on earthly things, then you'll start fornicating, adulterating, and going back to the things that you used to do. Now, let me show you something. Does that mean that you're not saved? No. <laughs> but it does mean, my brother and sister, that you're in a war. The only time I'll be con I would be concerned with somebody if they were doing um, earthly things and it didn't bother them. That's the only time I'll be concerned. If you was like um, a man out here and you was out, uh, out here um, fornicating, you're supposed to be saved, but you're out here fornicating, adulterating, and, and doing different things, lying, cheating, stealing, whatever it is, you know. And okay, the only thing, only, my only concern would be with somebody like that is if it didn't bother them. In other words, if they wasn't trying to get better, it wasn't convicted or anything, it wasn't repenting, asking forgiveness, because when you are in the world, when you was in the world, you did all those things without conscience. You didn't care. You you fornicated. You adulterated. You drink. You smoke. You lied. You steal. You kill. You did all these things, and you never repented. You never asked for forgiveness because you felt like there was nothing wrong with you. What you was doing, you were just doing you. But when you get saved, then you got a conscience there. You're like, wait a minute, I, I, I gotta stop this. I, I gotta quit this. I I got. I had the Lord saying this in my spirit. Make you out a list right now of sins that you uh, do on a consistent basis. Make you out a list right now of sins that you are struggling with. And for the rest of this year, you work on that. And you start crossing things out of your list. Say, I'm doing better with this area right here. I'm doing better in my life in this area right there. I'm doing better with this. I'm doing better with that. I don't lie as much anymore. Okay, by the end of the year, okay, I'm not lying anymore. I'm not stealing anymore. I'm... Make you out a list. Because the devil will tell you that because you have desires now, because you still have um, things that you're going through and you're struggling with that you're not saved, that, that's not true. The preacher may tell you that, but that's not true. Because nobody has reached perfection. We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But we all need to hold, let the Holy Spirit work on us and work on our character. Listen to what happens. He says, watch this. He says, therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. Watch this. Fornication. Uncleanness. Passion. Evil desire. Covetousness, which is idolatry. Now watch this now. A lot of people will preach, on, preach against you on fornication. They will preach about you against uncleanness, which is the other sexual um, uh, things, passion, evil desire. But watch this one now. It says covetedness. There's a lot of preachers and leaders who struggle with covetedness. <laughs> there are a lot of church folks who struggle with covetedness. See, you may have somebody in a church that's struggling with fornication, but they don't have covetedness. Uncleanness and, and, and different things that are going on in life. They may not be drinking or smoking or killing folk or doing different things and different sins, but they are struggling with fornication. Somebody else might be struggling with evil desire. Some other in person in the group may be struggling with covetousness. Another person might be struggling with idolatry. Another person might be struggling with um, so on and so forth. Sometimes it's different things going on with different people. But the problem in the church is because people are not sinning like you, you start judging them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, they may not be you. You may not be fornicating like they is. You may not be committing dark like this, but you sure got some covenants going on. That's why you can never judge anybody. That's why you almost must pray for them. 
that they and what should your prayer should be for those people is that they learn how to set their affections on things above and not things beneath. They learn how to set their minds on earth, uh, heavenly things to the earthly things. Because I'm telling you, whoever controls your mind controls you. If you committed fornication, that was in your mind. If you have uncleanness and passion and evil desire and covetousness and adultery, all this stuff was in your mind. For out of the heart of man proceeds evil thoughts and different things that are going on. So what we have to do is we have to set our minds now on heavenly things instead of earthly things. We have to bathe our mind daily from the mess that was in our life. That's why I start. That's why I'm telling you when when I was listening to those those newscasts and radio stations, that stuff was controlling my mind. I didn't even know it. That stuff had my mind, boy. I was upset. I was mad every day. But I had to say to myself, I got to stop this. I got to stop listening to this. This stuff is controlling my mind. Can we go deeper? Watch this, watch this. He says, because of these things, wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Now, people look at that scripture and say, well, God is going to send these folks to hell. And what God is saying right here, and the Bible is saying. <laughs> Because we are not the children of disobedience. We are the children that believe God unto salvation. But there are children of disobedience out there. Because we already know from previous scriptures, from Colossians uh, chapter 1, chapter 2, that the Lord has forgiven us of our sins and netted to his cross. And so every sin that we've committed and will commit and have, and have committed, and every, whatever it is, God has already netted to his cross. That's why we ask for forgiveness. Because we know that God is forgiven. <laughs> in which he also once walked in and lived in them. See, he's not talking about the church. About the wrath of God coming upon the children. He's not talking about us. He's letting them, get, letting them know, hey, the, the people that are in the world that's doing these things, the wrath of God is on them, but not on you. Because we have obeyed the gospel. We believe the gospel until the believing and the saving of the soul. It's interesting to me this. Why in the world? Say um, one day you had about 10 fathers come in. 10 men uh, going to a church and they, they belong to a church. They're the only 10 men in that church, right? And they bring their sons and daughters to church every Sunday. And what if you had a pastor and a preacher standing up preaching to that, to those ten men, telling them they need to stop bringing their uh, sons and daughters to church. You be like, you be like, man, what are you talking about? We bring our sons and daughters to church every Sunday. That's how it sounds like when a pastor's up preaching and fire and brimstone the people who are already saved. They're like, my man, what are you talking about? We already believe Jesus Christ to the saving of the soul. You must be talking about the world. Your message is for the world. So you need to get out there into the world and start talking to them about fire and brimstone and hell because we believe on Jesus Christ to the saving of the soul. But that's how it sounds like when you, when pastors, uh, different preachers stand up in the pulpit every Sunday and tell saved folk that they're going to hell. They in danger of going to hell. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out and you in danger in hell. Don't get folks to stop fornicating. Having uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covenants and adultery. But what's the what does stop people from doing that is when they set their affections on things above, not things beneath. Where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. <laughs> I 
Can we go deeper? Somebody said we don't like to. Some, can we go deeper? Now watch this. Watch verse 8. He says, but now you must also put off all these. He says, here goes some more things. Anger. That was what I was dealing with. I was dealing with that anger. But he says, you got to get it. You got to put these away, man. You got to get rid of anger, wrath and malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Lord, help us to stop cursing. I know a lot of uh, saved folks and Christians, we still cursing. That help us to stop cursing. And I say that in, 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 because words have so much power in them, right? Help us to stop cursing. People listen to us curse. Our children listen to us curse. Our children don't start cursing. Just repeating what we don't say. Help us to stop cursing. Help us never to do it again. That's the filter communication I want to get rid of. That's right. I said it. I want to get rid of it. And then here's another filter communication. The filthy communication of fear, doubt, unbelief. Help us to get rid of that foolish talk. As if God can't heal, deliver, and set free. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Yeah, you do. I don't know how I'm going to live without him or her. You crazy? You don't know how you're going to live without Jesus. Forget another person. God got a... I hear the Lord saying this to somebody. I don't know who's listening to me right now. But God got somebody right now a thousand times better than whoever you... um slobbing over and crying over right now. But you just got to trust and believe in God. Sometimes things can't come our way because we're not prepared for them. Um, a certain man, a certain woman can't come our way because we're not prepared for them yet. We got to prepare ourselves for what God is getting ready to bless us with. Can I go deeper? He says, do not lie to one another. This is verse 9. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds, let us put off the old man and his deeds and have put on a new man who is renewed in knowledge and according to the image of him who created him. So then how is this possible then? How can we have a be a new man and put on a new man and yet fighting with the old man? <laughs> because the flesh, the body is not yet saved. This flesh ain't saved. What's, what, what God saved is your soul. Your flesh ain't saved. Your flesh will not be redeemed and saved till the Lord Jesus Christ come back. And then he's going to change your, your body. He's going to change your body in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That it may be like his glorious body. That's why this flesh. See, the flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. That's why you got that struggle there. And that's why you got that fight there every day. Because the flesh isn't saved, but the soul is. That's why I look at folks um, sideways and they're trying to say they're perfect. Is that right? Because as long as you got that flesh, baby, you nowhere near perfect. You got the flesh on you. And it's only one man that was able to walk in the flesh and be without sin. His name is Jesus Christ. But let us go deeper. And I put on a new man. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on a new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all in all. He says, no, he says, that's, that's, that's what he's saying here is that it's neither Jew nor Greek. <laughs> circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, slave or free. 
But when once we believe in Jesus Christ, Christ is all in all. He has no um, favoritism. He doesn't divide. Once we believe on Jesus, then we're all one in Christ. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you put on tender mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness and long suffering forbearing, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any has to complain against another, even as Christ forgave you, you also must do. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, help us to forgive. And in some cases, help us to forgive folks daily. Because sometimes, when, once you, have, you, you think you have forgiven somebody and forgiveness is there, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes that unforgiveness again, and you start bringing up old sins and old things that folks have done and did. But we have to stop that. Because that what that is, is that is the constant fight of the enemy trying to get us to walk in unforgiveness because the enemy knows if we walk in unforgiveness, then we're not then we're in danger and much danger of not getting our prayers heard. Not only that, but Jesus Christ said that himself, that if you forgive not um, me and that trespasses, your heavenly father will not forgive you. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth, let us forever walk in for, uh, uh, forgiveness. The most hardest person in the world that we can't forgive right now. Let us forgive them. Whether it's ex-wife, ex-husband, whether it's mother, whether it's sister, whether it's brother. Because we have no problem. See, we when we forgive people, watch this. We have no problem forgiving folks we don't know. But it's the first folks that we do know we have a problem for, uh, forgiving because we didn't expect those, those people to hurt us. We didn't expect them to receive any wrong from those people. So now, Lord God, we ask for forgiveness for not forgiving others. And now, Lord God, we ask that we forever walk in forgiveness. And Father God, we ask that we forever never uh, walk in unforgiveness again. And Father God, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that we continue daily to forgive because you forgive us daily. And Father God, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you keep us in perfect peace. Let us let, 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 let our minds be on what somebody did to us 10, 20, 15 years ago. Let, us, let not our minds be on in the name of Jesus how somebody did us wrong. Let us put that thing in the past and leave it there and bury it in the blood of Jesus Christ. And let us move forward and on. And let us constantly forgive. And we ask for forgiveness for not forgiving. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Let the spirit of forgiveness be upon us. That the power of God may rest upon us. Because some of us, we're so weak that we can't forgive. But when we're weak, then we'll be made strong. Let us forgive in the power of Jesus Christ. I know often we want to raise the dead by the power of Jesus. We want to speak in tongues by the power of Jesus. We want to do all these things and preach and teach by the power of Jesus. But we don't want to forgive in the power of Jesus because the flesh is still holding on to how we've done, been done wrong. But Father, in the name of Jesus Christ and Andres, let us forgive. And let us release ourselves from that. And let us learn from the things that we've been that we've been through. Because oftentimes when we've been through some a mess, we were intended to grow from that mess that we we've been through. I remember Joseph, Father God, forgiving his brothers for um selling him to slavery and being jealous and doing him the way they did to him. And yet he had to forgive them. He had to say, You meant it for evil for God, but God meant it for good. Help us right now. See the good in what we've been through. 
help us grow from the good that we uh, as we see the mess that we've been through and help us grow from that mess and let us become kings but we can't become kings walking on forgiveness he says long-suffering prevent forbearing one another forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another even as christ forgave you also you must do but above all these things put on love which is the bond of perfection he says put on love when you walk when we walk in love we walk in the bond of perfection because when we're walking in love we're walking in god and love covers a multitude of sins that's how we become perfect because god looks the other way because of his blood <laughs> love covers a multitude of sins help us right now but he says this and let the peace of god rule in your hearts but we can't have peace without without forgiveness. He says, but let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Some people use this scripture to say you can't have drums and, 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 and guitars in the church. You see how people misinterpret scripture and go crazy over scripture? The scripture didn't say you can only sing to God in hymns and spiritual songs and to your hearts. The Bible didn't say that you can only. Who added that in? He says that the word of Christ dwelling you richly in all wisdom. This is Colossians 3 and 16. Let the word of Christ dwelling you richly with all wisdom. Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with the grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word and deed. Whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever we do, we do it in the name of Jesus. That's why we were baptized in the name of Jesus. Whatever we do in word and deed, we do it in the name of Jesus. Because the name of Jesus unlocks the hidden treasures of this, in this earthen vessel. The name of Jesus unlocks the power of God. The name of Jesus unlocks the forgiving spirit, the forgiveness. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Some of us are in a constant, in a daily battle to forgive. And just when we thought we have let something go, something comes up and in the old hurts, the old things come rushing back again. But Father, we ask right now that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that we don't go back there. That it don't matter what the enemy brings our way. We don't go back there. Let us forgive. And let us never bring the thing up again. And we ask it in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. We got to see what God had planned for us. We got to see all the evil that we've been through. And we got to see it as, as, a, as a learning experience and as a growing experience. We got to see that there are many people who are going to be saved now because of what we've been through. For what the enemy meant for evil, God will turn around for his good. See, that's why you didn't lose your mind in the process of you being done the way he was done. Whether it had been by father, mother, brother, husband, or wife, children, boss, co-worker, whoever it was, best friend, lover, um, internet friends with benefits, whatever you've been through. <laughs> you was trusted somebody so much that you gave up your time, your money, your body, your love, everything. Because you was totally vulnerable before that person and they did you a dirt. They did you dirty. 
So now you've been having constant nightmares about it. You can't sleep. You, in the name of Jesus, you, you pray about it. You can't forgive. You see the person maybe on a daily. You still can't forgive. And you, you think you might have forgiven. It's some pastors right now you got to forgive. Yes, it is. It's some church folks right now you got to forgive. There's some mothers and some daughters and some sisters and some brothers you need to forgive. I feel this in my spirit. You're going to have to forgive them right now. And you're going to have to do it in Jesus' name. Because until you forgive, you can't go forward. Your prayers are hindered. But when you had that forgiving spirit, and you have to forgive because that's how Christ did us. While you were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. While he was dying on the cross, Jesus told his father, hey, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't got him crucified. That's how some folks did to you. They crucified you. They crucified your character. They crucified your love. They crucified your enthusiasm, your faith, your joy, your peace. They crucified your home, your marriage. They, they crucified you. They even crucified your faith. You didn't want to believe God no more in different things. But right now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we pray for forgiveness in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we thank you right now. Because now I hear the Lord saying this. All is forgiven. All is forgotten. All is forgiven. And God said, now you can have peace. And now you can leave the thing alone. That has been tormenting you for years. And we thank God for forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen. And watch this. And amen. Can we go deeper? Watch what he says here. He says, now this is going to be deep. He says, now, he said, now, this is Colossians 3 and 17. And don't kill the messenger now when I start reading these other scriptures. But let me read again, again Colossians 3 and 17. And whatever you do in word and deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Now watch this. Wives. Submit to your own husbands as fitting unto the Lord. He says, wives, submit to your own husbands. Wives, submit to your own husbands. Wives, submit to your own husbands. In other words, you can't let another man that's not your husband tell you what to do now. What's that all about? Never let another man that is not your husband tell you what to do. No, 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 no. Something going down, you check with your husband first. You don't check with Bobby, Jimmy, or Derek, or whatever your husband's name is. You check with him first. Don't make no decisions without speaking to your husband. Husbands don't make no decisions without speaking to God and your wife. It just don't go down like that. Husbands, love your wives and do the, do not be bitter toward them. There are a lot of people right now in marriages, they are bitter toward one another. As a matter of fact, there's somebody right now in a marriage. And you're at home right now. And that husband gets off work about 3 o'clock. And he be coming to the door about 3.30. And you hate to hear the key in the door as he's coming in. And vice versa. Because y'all, you, you guys have become so bitter towards one another. And it might be bitterness from you felt like you shouldn't have married them. Might be bitterness from an adultery or an affair. Might be bitterness from um, the church or maybe his beliefs or her beliefs and, and things of that sort. 
But we ask in the name of Jesus. That's where the forgiveness comes in. We ask for reconciliation in marriages. Can we go deeper? Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing to the Lord. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that our children, that we walk worthy enough for our children can obey. And we ask in the name of Jesus that they not be bitter towards us. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Let us be, let us raise our children wisely enough to where they're not bitter towards us and discouraged. Because sometimes we mess up. <laughs> Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleases, but the sincerity of heart, fearing God. People use this scripture for slavery. But this scripture is not about slavery. It's about you working a job and somebody is over you. And yet you're not doing your work because you don't see the boss around. But it has nothing to do with slavery. Because God's not a racist God. But slavery did happen. And through slavery, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to say something unpopular. But through slavery, in the name of Jesus, let us not be forever bitter. But let us become stronger and come together more as a people. Knowing that we survived something that was horrific. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing that the Lord, which you will, you will receive the reward of the inheritance. For you are served the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for the wrong that he does. And there's no partiality. Right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we're praying for the anointing to forgive. We're praying for the heart, the courage to forgive. And Lord God, we don't want to uh, go back into the spirit of unforgiveness again. And we're not. Because of today, who's up to hear this thing, including me and under the sound of our voices, will no longer be discouraged. We will no longer be unforgiving. And we will no longer be antisocial and indifferent to people whom we feel that hurt us. And we will, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, no longer be reckless. We will no longer be, Father God, unforgiving, antisocial, um, not speaking. All because we're holding some type of grudge that's in our head. But we ask right now, Ebushah, for the courage to face the ones that have hurt us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. We no longer want to be bitter. Sometimes, I hear the Lord saying this, sometimes in your unforgiveness and in your um, way of thinking, you cause yourself to be sick. You're causing yourself as healing that should be taking place. But because you're walking unforgiveness. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And glory to God. Listen, God bless you and keep you. I hope you enjoyed that word. Some was hard to hear. <laughs> because when you're really preaching the word of God. The word of God will make you say amen or it make you say ouch. However you want to do it. 
But the word of God is going to make you say amen. Or it's going to make you say ouch. See, the word of God is not always about a party. Shouting, dancing, and running out. The word of God often is to show you the reason why you go through the things that you go through. Hallelujah. Glory to God, I thank you. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.